Welcome to the podcast, Creating the Life You Want, a monthly podcast discussing different components and topics of designing, manifesting, and building the happy, healthy, purposeful life of your dreams. Hosted by Dr. Sonia M. Kelly, licensed clinical psychologist, author, spiritual healer, and founder of Golden Temple Meditations in Katati, California. Each month, Dr. Kelly will interview a guest on how they have created the life they want, engage in conversations with guests on a particular topic related to living one's dream life, or share her knowledge, insights, and personal experiences surrounding a particular component of a consciously designed life. Dr. Kelly can be reached via her website, www.goldentemplemeditations.com or by email at goldentemplemeditations at gmail.com. Today, our guest is the founder of New Leaf Counseling Services in Santa Rosa, California. She is a licensed marriage family therapist. She specializes in treating individuals who are dealing with social isolation, body image issues, post-traumatic stress disorder, grief and loss, as well as depression and anxiety. Her preferred clients are those who have been marginalized by society due to gender preference, race, culture, or religion, as well as those who have been adopted, raised in foster care system, orphaned, or raised by extended family members instead of their biological parents. She has an upcoming group offering called Women of Color. Let's welcome Gail Whitlock. Hi, Gail. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you. Um, how's life over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, my utilities are on. Um, I'm not threatened by any fires, so I feel very blessed. But my heart certainly is going out to all my fellow Sonoma County um, residents and neighbors who are dealing with this. So I just want to send out good vibrations for people who are dealing with um, what we're dealing with right now in this area. And just take a moment, breathe, and let's manifest some positive energy. For those of you who don't know, at the time we're recording this, there is a fire in Sonoma County where we're both at in the Geyserville area, and there's just been some evacuation. So we're spent sending out love and light and prayers uh, for those who are affected. Absolutely. So after having said that, this is a little strange question to start with, but before we really get into the meat of things, I just have to know, what is your favorite vacation spot? <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know if I found my favorite vacation 
education spot yet. I can tell you that I have certainly enjoyed the hustle and bustle of New York City, uh, Brooklyn specifically. My son is living there now, so that adds to the enjoyment. Uh, yeah, I believe you recently went yeah, to a yeah, trip down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Costa Rica was fabulous, and I have to go back. Um, you know, I agree with that. I went there and visited the sloths. Um, it was an amazing experience. Yes, um, but I my favorite trip, a road trip that I want to revisit, is an extended road trip. I really want to, you know, see more of the United States and kind of have a longing right now because fall has, you know, fallen. You know, we're in our change of season. Um, and I've never really experienced that. I'm a California native, born and raised in San Francisco, living now in Sonoma County. But I would love to be on the East Coast or the Midwest, you know, at this time of year, just to see that seasonal change. So, right. All the, the leaves changing, those wonderful colors. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a great trip. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to revisit Europe. It's been a long time since I've had a European venture. So yeah, I don't think I have like my absolute favorite, but I can't say there hasn't been a place that I have traveled to that I wouldn't want to go back and revisit. Okay. So how have you created the life that you want? I am still in the process of creation. Um, I don't think I'm there yet. And I think we all are in our unique, you know, stew of creating that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, just working on my own self-care. And as I extend that out to the, the clients I work with, to the friends that I cultivate towards me and develop those relationships, but I think we're we're in that process always of, of becoming and, and creating. And I'm enjoying that process. And I think that's the key, figuring out how to enjoy the yeah, process. Yeah. That there yeah. is no like, okay, I'm at the final destination, lights out. That this this life is a journey, this thing we call life, and it's enjoying, you know, all the Yeah, it's actually one extended road mm -hmm. trip. We yes, say. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are some of the components of the life that you want? Some that you already have a good chunk of in place mm -hmm. and some pieces that you're working on expanding. Definitely developing my my practice as a therapist um, to a place where I feel like I am, I'm doing that thing that, you know, that God has placed in my heart and in my soul for me to do. Um, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but there is an old gospel song by the late, great Mahalia Jackson. If I can help somebody, then my living will not be in vain. And it's I heard beautiful. that song as, as a girl and, and those words just sort of, I don't know, absorbed into me. And that is the type of practice that I am um, endeavoring to create. 
I'm also getting to know myself as a single woman in her 60s and trying to figure out what that means and navigating around the shoulds, you know, that are placed in front of us, those obstacles and really trying to find my, my truth at this stage in life. Developing the relationship with a 36-year-old man who happens to be my son and has fully okay. and completely differentiated. Let me <laughs> underline that, that he is um, doing the thing that we say that we want for our children as, as parents. He has stepped out in there into the world and he's following his truth and light. And I'm realizing at this stage that okay, he's out there doing his thing. And what, what does that mean to me? But I think I've finally woken up and it's like, hey, you're you're a single woman out here in the world. Oh, so now, now you have the empty nest syndrome going on. Yes, yes. It's kind of like <laughs> caught me there a little bit by some human being, I think, at okay. this time um, on our planet in 2019. That, you know, as Black Americans, you know, we have, I mean, there's there's so much problem. Okay, um, we just had technical difficulties related to the fire, and hopefully that is done. Um, Okay, so again, we're with Gail Whitlock, marriage family therapist in Santa Rosa, California, um, founder of New Leaf Counseling Services. Okay, so you were talking about being a single woman Empty nest with a 36-year-old son who's living in New York, I believe. Yes, ma'am. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And he's done his job. He's now individuated from you, which is basically a, a therapist speak of he's a mature adult male um, and not holding on to his mother's coattails. So... Good job, mom. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> no, actually, it is a good job. It is a good job. Um, it just reminds me that, you know, my work um, as I'm, you know, on a daily basis um, working with my clients is to follow my joy, you know, find my road um, and look inside myself as to okay, what, what, what do I need to do, you know, to move forward rather than attaching to, you know, whether it's a son, you know, a job, you know, a particular situation, being ready to go with the flow. So the flexibility, yeah. Flexibility. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you have a unique group of people that you like working with in your mm -hmm. practice. How did you come to that? I think I work with the people that, or I'm drawn to work with the um, folks that I'm familiar with. Um, 
my mom um, passed away um, when I was very young um, at age, I was age six, she was 44. Uh, I was raised wow. primarily by my maternal grandmother and my dad, you know, due to his lifestyle choices, you know, was, was in and out of my life. So I have that experience of um, growing up, you know, without, you know, my, my parents and being a part of an extended family and feeling somewhat lost, not quite connected, not a part of um, that I was seeking to be a part of something, but not quite knowing how to do that. Um, my extended family, um, unfortunately, they were who they were. So there was, you know, abuse, you know, dysfunction and um, a sense of not being safe. But I have memories of my my mother doing things that I look back now um, that I'm wondering, how did this woman do what she did? How did she gather up money for a down payment on a house? You know, in the coming from the Jim Crow South, you know, being a single woman with two children, um, how did she find the energy to take, you know, little, little me to ballet lessons and a son to piano lessons? How does she hold on to that hope? coming from what she came from, living in what she was living in, to give that, plant that seed in her children that, you know, you are going to go on to better things. So that seed of, of, of kind of, I guess, hope and moving on to, you know, something that, that's better um, stayed within me and took me through my many trials. And it's something that I want to be able to cultivate in the people that come to me, who come from either a family that um, was broken apart either by you know an early death, by substance abuse, substance misuse, um, you know, by social discord that that doesn't define who you are. That's something that you went through. And yes, it has had an impact and is certainly part of the fabric, but it is not the whole damn cloth. There is more to you. So let's find out, you know, what that is. So I'm, I'm really drawn to work with the people who I guess have traveled on some of the roads that I'm familiar with. Uh, definitely being a woman of color, being a black woman, um, I'm certainly drawn to working with folks who look like me. And I know along my journey, that journey to trying to find me seeking out, you know, therapists, you know, who look like me. And I think you can relate to this. <laughs> it is very hard, <laughs> particularly in this area, Sonoma County. So I work with women and men of all races and ethnicities. I want to put that out there. But I think it's something very um, special when you can sit across um, 
from someone who looks like you. And it doesn't mean that I know everything about you because we happen to have the same hair texture <laughs> or maybe skin tone. But I get what that's like, you know, to be the only one in a workplace. I get what that's like when, you know, you're in this wonderful, you know, social setting and everything is, is you're feeling great. And all of a sudden, you know, you get hit in the face with this microaggression and a racism. And it's like, okay, how do I respond here? Do I just let this slide? You know, what do I do in that situation? So my um, clients, particularly my clients of color, my black Latino um, clients, we talk about how do you confront this, but confront this in a way um, where you're coming from a place of mindfulness, where you're coming from a place of effective communication, and you're coming from looking at what is the solution to this. Yeah, that's what impressed me about you um, when we met. Actually, we met at a meeting and you approached me because we were the only two people of color in the room. But what impressed me is not that you approached me because I was an African-American like you, but the way you did it was with grace and with dignity. And there was no, um, how do I say this? You weren't hating. Mm -hmm. It was just acknowledging what is. And I was impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, I think it's the universal, I see you. I see you, yeah. Yeah, that we extend to each other. Exactly, yeah. Now, it's interesting because that, um, I, I was, we have a different kind of background in that I was raised in a situation where I was usually the only person of color in the room, Um and I have learned to broaden how I connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't remember, there was some, uh, exactly when I was in a store a year or so ago with um, women and there, there were, I think it's when those situations were going on back East where churches were being burned and Uh, women were uh, African-American women were climbing poles and taking down uh, uh, Confederate flags. Right. Well, I walked into the store, you know, being myself, not involved in that situation at all, Mm -hmm. but I could see the utter fear in these white ladies, older ladies, in seeing me Uh Uh and I'm like, I'm in here to buy some lingerie in my mind. I'm like, I don't have any intention to do anything ill to you. (laughs) So um, I connected with them as women Uh Uh and, and calmed and saw them immediately calm down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, and, and then we had wonderful conversations after yeah. that. So you're able to do that. And, and I'm in, I'm impressed with, with 
you being able to connect with the humanness. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. underneath it all, I mean, what are we? You know, we are all a part of this planet and we're all interconnected. You know, however, I, I come from a place of, of standing in truth and acknowledgement. And I don't necessarily feel it's my job, you know, to make, you know, white people feel comfortable. I guess my question is, why on earth are you uncomfortable? <laughs> that is a very good question. Why, why, why are they uncomfortable? Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm in here to buy some lingerie. I'm not in here to 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 do anything to you. Um, actually, um, I think before we had our technical difficulties, I was sharing a, um, just a story of being out and about yesterday, and um, you know, going in a store and you know, looking at lipsticks and chatting with the proprietor, and you know, just just casual friendly banter and walking out right. to my car and just having this realization that this very simple human exchange would not have happened with my mom from Jim Crow, Alabama. And even moving to California, oh. you know, in the late fifties or so, and how it just was such a, a human interaction. It was two women, two people, two human beings talking and relating to each other and laughing and how something that basic was denied to my mother. And I just sent her up a prayer and I just felt I don't know. I'm like, you know, mom, I'm ha I'm having the conversations that you weren't able to have. I'm having the interactions that you weren't able to have. And having I I guess the the sadness that comes with that, but also the awareness is that just the basic human dignities, you know, of living and breathing in the world that that wasn't something that always was accessible to us. And having that like bone deep knowledge of it and going back and having a place where my women of color can come in and share these experiences where they can really be heard and have someone understand like, yeah, I get it. I feel you. I hear you and I feel you. Yeah. So I don't know what it was about that interaction that just evoked, you know, that feeling and that memory and, and that awareness in me. Um, but earlier your question is, you know, the journey and the process of becoming, you know, it's the remembrance, you know, it's the connection to the ancestors, but it's also the moving forward. It's tackling the new ground, the new territory the vast frontier that we're still seeking that we're still moving towards that uh being the adventurer the adventurous yes, yes. yeah yes we're astronauts <laughs> <laughs> okay so i like the term you use on your website 
helping your clients fall in love with themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been talking a little bit about that, but can you yeah. add more detail? Yeah, yeah. It's bottom line is if you don't have that love, that self-respect, that sense of wonder and awe of who you are, you know, you, your journey, you know, your creativity, your curiosity, how is anyone else going to love you if you don't love yourself? And when I think of the falling in love with yourself, um, sadly enough, um, here in 2019, I have a number of my clients who are looking for the other to complete them, looking for the right relationship to feel whole, you know, looking for something outside of themselves. And I want them to develop the relationship with themselves. I work every day on developing the relationship, you know, with myself. And I want them to have a love affair with self so that you are attracting whatever the universe has for you out there as a whole, complete, intact human being. You know, no man, no woman is an island. We are interconnected. But if we're seeking relationships, people, places, and things as a way of taking care of something that we need to work on ourselves on the inside, we're always going to have an emptiness because it has to start from inside. So my most recent um, trip to New York, Pennsylvania, I am thinking of the stewardess instructing all of us passengers. Yeah, put that oxygen mask on yourself, put it on before you put it on your children. Because if you're not breathing, how are you going to help the person next to you? And it is being on that self journey, getting to know who we are and getting to know who we're not, really building that relationship with self. Then you are ready for a connection with the other because you know who you are. And when you know who you are, you know what your boundaries are. You know, you remember the journey. You remember what you've done to find self, you know, that climbing up the rough side of the mountain to get to that, just to get to you. And you're not gonna suffer fools. But when you haven't done that work and you're looking for someone on the outside to, to complete you, it's kind of a fool's errand. So my endeavor is to get you to fall head over heels in love with yourself. And then the rest, you know, is a little more clear. Yeah, that is an interesting process to help someone figure out how to fall in love with themselves. And uh, I think it is key to what we do as therapists, those of us who understand the importance of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the interesting thing, uh, personally, as a woman of color, and what I see with my clients is, when you fall in love with yourself, 
it's an interesting mixture because part of it is just being able to acknowledge the good in yourself, yeah. acknowledge what you're good at, acknowledge what you have to offer right. to the world, right. what you have been offering to the world. And when people outside yourself, this is how no man or no woman is an island. When people outside of yourself acknowledge how you have contributed, you can take that information in. Yes. Now, the more I have taken that information in, the more I have helped my clients to take that information in, and what I'm hearing something similar for you, is the more the word minority becomes untrue. Uh What becomes true, which has really always been true, is exotic. Exotic. So there's something special about you, something that is different, that's attractive, that is powerful. Um, And bringing that power out is what we do as therapists, what you do in your practice and being okay being powerful. Right. And I guess I think of it um, not so much as um, exotic because I'm just mindful of how we have been sometimes sexualized as women of color. But we all have something unique. Well, I haven't seen this just in in, in, in women, but <laughs> yes, but I, I, but okay. from the perspective of a woman and being a, a woman of of color, being a black woman. But I have okay. something unique. I have something unique among other black women. And you know what? The universe has for you is yours. You can't take someone else's uniqueness. Now, there's a lot of pretenders out there, you know, trying to walk yeah. in someone else's shoes, but it's standing in your truth. One of the things that I um, tell my clients when they come in for their first appointment, I let them know, I said, you know, you're going to find that I'm very down to earth. You know, I'm, I'm very laid back. And I have certain techniques and modalities that I enjoy using, but my job is to listen to you. We okay. To listen with my heart and to listen with an open mind and to meet you where you are and to try to find the techniques, the coping strategies that work for you. But I'm doing this in my own unique way that I can't do it in any other person's way. So if you're expecting a certain type of therapist, if you're expecting me to have on the pencil skirt and high heels and to have a certain you know, office environment that you have somehow um, connected with, this is what a therapist is supposed to look like. That's not gonna be me. What you see is what you get. But we cool? We okay? And then it's game on. And I often respect, you know, those who, you know, they want a different type of experience. And it's like, that's great. Let me give you three referrals. Because 
you know, we have that unique gift to share for those who are open to receiving it. So it's not forcing a philosophy, a modality, a theoretical orientation, a point of view. It's standing in truth and what attracts to you when you stand in that truth is what's meant to come to you. The people who are meant to be, you know, in your professional, personal space are able to find you when you are honest. You know, when First, you are standing in truth, so. when you're um, authentic. And it, we feed each other and that it's reciprocal. And I, I've definitely tried to live in my younger lives by the shoulds. You know, you should look a certain way. You should be a certain size. You should be in this type of relationship. You know, you should have this type of career. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because you're, you're living your life wearing a mask. And it takes a lot of energy to keep that mask affixed. So I invite people to come into my space and let's take off the mask and let's find out who you are underneath it. And everyone is not going to want to, not going to be attracted to you, but that's okay. Those who are, are able to find you. And they're going to walk on past if you've got on this mask. So let's take it off and find out who your tribe is. Sounds really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the name of your your mm -hmm. private practice is Relief Counseling Services. How did you come up with the name New Leaf? That was very intentional because I love metaphor and I love the metaphor of turning over a new leaf of starting anew that I don't care what you've done, what you've been through, today is a new day. Mm -hmm. We, all of us, we can always turn over a new leaf. What I didn't know when I named my business is how attractive that metaphor is and how many new leaf counseling services or agencies are out there. <laughs> but I think that's, that's great that, you know, there's a lot of us out there who are endeavoring in our own lives to turn over a new leaf and to be supportive and helpful to those who are also willing to do the work to turn over, turn over a new leaf. Yes. And it is very much work. Uh-huh. But it's so worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so worth it. Life is so much more fun and yeah. fulfilling and rewarding. It, it just seems everything is a little bit more worth it. Yeah. To, yeah. to put one and foot in front of the other and sometimes dance one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Exactly. And to accept that there are going to be those days where dancing is the last thing on your mind. You know, it's like, you know, you're just basically going through the day. Feet don't fail me now. And that is okay because it is 
a progression and it is progress. And we have those days that are those days, but those difficult days lead to sunshine. I mean, look, look outside. We've got the sun outside. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. And that's, a, well, I think that's another piece of what we do also is well, like we said earlier, there is a fire going on here in Sonoma County. And it, it's interesting to be able to empathize with what other people are doing, doing and going through, but still hold on to what our own personal experience is at the moment. And at the right. moment, you and I both are in a safe environment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're enjoying the sunshine and the light breeze. Whereas even friends of mine are had to evacuate. Uh, and yeah. I feel for them. I actually even offered them a place to stay. But oh. it is not it is not my journey. It is their journey. And that's part of uh, being able to fall in love with yourself, being able to, to create balance in your life, being able to have a child, a son who differentiates, who becomes a more mature adult is to know the difference between self and other. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You know, we can simultaneously, you know, it's not either or. There is devastation taking place at this moment. Yeah. At this very moment. And there's also a beautiful sun in the sky. There's blue skies. Yeah. For now, lights are on. Yep. Water has not been turned off. Yep. Life can turn on a dime. So it's going with that flow exactly. and being prepared as you can be, but also just being mindful of in this moment, which is all any of us have, in this moment, I, I'm safe. In this moment, I have everything that I need. The present, which is the gift that we all have, yeah. Yesterday is a cash check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. The present, the gift of the day, am I going to cherish that and appreciate it or am I going to squander that gift? Oh, I haven't heard it that way. I like the way you put that one. <laughs> um, I've heard the past is history. The future is mystery. All we have is today. That's why they call it the gift. But however you phrase it, it's like, let's be mindful and appreciate the moment and definitely learn from the past. Learn from those valley moments. Yes, yes. So prepare as to the best of our ability for the future, but be here now. Yeah. And an example of preparing is, like you said, you've got water set aside in case the, the water goes out. I have... Um, pulled out my um, camp stove in case the power goes out and I can't use my electric stove and have and 
such and such like that. This is the reality of living in the times that we do, but also the gratefulness that, well, we do have a camp stove. We do have water that we can set aside. We do have um, uh, places to go, friends, people, because to go to, and when we're, and to be able to offer is, uh -huh. is a grateful place to be. And we also yeah. have the greatest gift, the gift of mindfulness and, and of connecting with gratitude and joy, you know, yes. and, and accepting that there are yes. times we, we dance with reality and that dance is, is not always fun, but just being focused, available, and knowing this too shall pass. Yes, yes. Now you have a, I believe it's a group coming up called Women of Color Circle. Yes, it's a Women of Color Healing Circle, um, which I've had in the past. It's a separate from my individual therapy practice. So it's open to women of color and black women, biracial women, Asian, Latino, Palestinian, um, and those who identify as women. And it's a place to come together, to connect with each other, to offer support and to build and connect with resources that are in um, our community. In the group, um, we process and talk about uh, racism, microaggressions that we may um, confront in our community, in our workplace, sometimes in our families. For those of us who are in um, mixed race relationships, uh, we deal with um, how we confront these microaggressions and racism, all the isms, sexism, using effective communication, stating, um, looking at what is my intention and in my communication? What is the solution and how do I want to move forward? Um, but then focusing on our self-care, taking care of ourselves in this political climate, connecting with each other, finding resources and finding places of spiritual connection, recreational connection. Um, and hopefully at the end of the group, my biggest, I, I mean, my hope, my hope, and I, you know, I can't always be invested in the outcome is that their connection will continue, that there will be at least two women who are in this group who walked in, who didn't know each other, who now say, now I know you. <laughs> the next time the lights go out, I can call you because I know who you are. <laughs> but we can start building, you know, our community um, among women of color and in this community. Yeah. Building in a healthy way. In a healthy way. Right. In a healthy yeah. way. Um, so you kind of mentioned for your, your clients, um, self-care. What are some ways that you personally take care of yourself or engage in with other people to help take care of you? 
Well, right now I am very mindful of um, taking care of myself by eating a balanced, nutritious diet, um, making sure that I I eat to to fuel my body uh, rather than using food as a bestie. <laughs> That's very important because, you know, sometimes when I'm not being mindful, um, you know, I can tend to, you know, engage in emotional eating. Um, and I'm invested in, you know, eating organically, you know, when possible, you know, locally sourced food. That's a way that I take care of myself. And I think that that is also a way that I take care of my community by, you know, what I purchase, um, by following my joy. Yes. You know, I, I love music. I love to laugh. So getting out to concerts, going, you know, to comedy, you know, venues, uh, connecting with, you know, the people that I have met here in Sonoma County over the last five years who are, you know, becoming a part of, of my tribe and, and going out and spending good time and also spending time in San Francisco, the city of my birth when I can. Um, I was just in San Francisco this weekend um, with a cousin and nephew. And these are two relationships that I've recently reconnected with these folks. So that is finding family that's safe to be with, you know, connecting with friends, you know, who help cultivate and remind me to follow joy, taking um, good care of my, my spirit and my body by eating well. The one area that I have been negligent in is really getting involved in a regular physical activity, um, yoga, walking. Um, so that's the piece of my puzzle that I think I need to put a little bit more, a little bit more focus on. Um, but those are the things that, that, that bring me joy. And I notice it when I don't do it. I meditate in the morning um, and just five, maybe if anywhere from two minutes to five minutes when I have more time longer. But I set my intention for the day. You know, what is my intention for the, for the day? If it's a day that I'm meeting with clients, it's asking the universe, help me be a vessel of light. Help me listen with my heart. Help me have an open mind. And help me be mindful. Help me extend, help, help me cultivate loving, kind, compassion towards myself so I can extend it to others. Because if I don't have it inside, how am I going to be compassionate to anybody else? Very true. Very true. You know, and, and that's a, a daily spiritual practice. Um, you know, and as I said, I notice it when I when I don't do it, when I'm having a few days of kind of running around chicken without head syndrome, I have to step back like, wait a minute now, wait a minute. You know, you haven't been doing your practice in the morning. You take those five to 10 minutes. You know, we have 24 hours in a day. I think we can carve out five to 10 minutes for ourselves. Yeah. And you, and yeah, no, that is my absolute passion in life is um, meditating and helping people learn this wonderful, wonderful uh, life 
enhancing life affirming skill of meditating, which is why the name of my business is Golden Temple Meditations. It is definitely the prescription you write to yourself. You don't have to stand in line at any pharmacy, get a script from the doctor. You know, it's just stopping to get yourself grounded, to become mindful, and then to move forward. Yeah, exactly. So let's yeah. uh, wrap this up. And Thank you very much for being on uh, Creating the Life You Want, the podcast, Creating the Life You Want. So if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? They can go to my website, which is www.newleafcounselingservices.org. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under New Leaf Counseling Services, Instagram. Uh, you could also give me a call, 707. Oh, just changed my number. Got to double check. 707-387-4146. Okay. And this is New Leaf Counseling Services in Santa Rosa, in California. Santa Rosa, California. Not in North Carolina. Not in Florida. <laughs> Okay, and what is your email? The My email is gjwlmft57 at gmail.com. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. All right, and happy Halloween. Same to you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the podcast, Creating the Life You Want, with me, Dr. Sonia M. Kelly, licensed clinical psychologist out of Sonoma, California. I can be reached via my website, goldentemplemeditations.com, or my email, goldentemplemeditations at gmail.com, or at 707 292 6714. Thank you, and tune in for more next month.